Where's Waldo? Remember those iconic books and picture scenes? I bet at some point in your business, you've asked yourself, where's my clients? Finding clients can sometimes be like finding Waldo, you know what I mean? Today, Elena Ciccatelli is back on the show to share how you can leverage buying triggers to land your next client. That's right. We're not talking about Facebook or Instagram ads. We're talking about your ideal clients buying triggers, and you are going to learn all about them today. Before we jump in, just a quick reminder that I currently have some openings if you are sick and tired of spending too much time creating content for your business. Whether you need trainings and some support, need me to help you map out a strategy plan, or just need me to create all of it for you, I can help. Just DM me on Instagram and we'll set up a content coffee chat. Now let's dive into this episode. Hey there, sister. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I am on a mission to help mompreneurs like you ditch the Instagram overwhelm and take control of your time on the app and build an extraordinary brand and business, but still be fully present with your family and just be crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with Instagram strategies, marketing hacks, branding and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey, Elena, welcome back to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. How are you? I'm good, Allison. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. I am so excited. Yes, you are back on the show. Now, you and I, we have known each other for a few years now. And I have watched you grow your podcast from the ground up. You've been featured in Forbes and on NBC, and you have an amazing sales coaching business for service-based solopreneurs, and you have a career at Lyft. So like, holy smokes, that's a lot of achievements by one person. So I'm thinking that you know a bit about sales. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just just a little bit. I just know a little bit about sales. (laughs) Thank you, Allison. No, that it's, um, it's kind of surreal when I go and I I look back whenever uh, someone asks me for my bio and I'm going through everything. I'm like, okay, well, this is happening. Sales coaching. I still work at Lyft. I still podcasting. It's, it's kind of wild, but I will say though, too, the evolution of how sales coaching kind of came about for me was a bit of a surprise, but we could get into that in a, in a different time. I know we like to just dive right into right. The stuff, like dive right into the tips and the takeaways. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? This is a perfect segue because I know today we're going to be chatting about how to leverage buying triggers to land your next client. But before we dive into that, I want to know why do you focus on sales to help your clients or your audience? Because I think a lot of people shy away from sales or like sales just seems scary or slimy. So why do you gravitate towards that? Yeah. So the biggest thing that, that has attracted me not only to this topic, but making this my specialty is because I know that if you are working on a side gig, and again, my, my podcast, Side Gig Central Podcast, was side gig, it will stay a hobby, an expensive hobby, unless you learn how to sell. 
and it will never turn into a business. It will just be like this thing on the side that you're like kind of dabbling in. You're not really taking it really seriously. It's kind of like a low risk proposition. So I, not only because of what I do for Lyft in working at software as a service and selling that to large automotive clients, but I found that I am taking the same principles that I work on in the quote unquote nine to five. And it can be just so beautifully uh, related and parallel to what a service-based solopreneur needs to be doing in their business to, to grow their sales, grow their business. So I became really passionate about the subject when I would just see a lot of side gig entrepreneurs like just kind of floundering and they would give up and you know, they, it's not because their business model was broken. The business model was good. It was just, I need to get more leads. I need hmm. to, <laughs> I need to have more paying clients. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can definitely relate to that. And I just remember watching early on Instagram, all your amazing content and posts and how you relate it to pop culture. You did that a lot. And I still see that from you today. And I just think it's cool that you do that. So I guess my first question out of the gate is what I see often, and we'll just take Instagram for example, is when they are on Instagram, they're in the sell mode in their mind and they think, okay, what do I need to do today to sell my offer on social media or sell my offer on Instagram? Like how many people do I need to talk to in the DMs? And I remember I used to be in uh, network marketing and MLM long time ago. I used to represent yeah. a company and yeah. that was preached back then. You need to get on Facebook and you need to be, you know, private messaging 10 people every day and have your list of 100 people written down on a piece of paper. And I remember going, ew, like that's right. so gross. I don't want to do that. So what is your advice for someone who's stuck in that, where they are on social media, they're building their brand, they're building their business. But when it comes to that word, sell my offer or get the lead, they they'll freeze. They'll freeze up. Yeah. And I think it also, it stems back to your business foundation and I, I really like to teach this when I when I do my my one-to-one -one program because once you have a strong sales foundation, in no way, shape, or form is icky, because we'll go through why that is. Once you have a strong sales foundation, then everything that you do content-wise that you're publishing is going to take that person through the buyer journey. Okay. I think what becomes very icky is the cold outreach component mm -hmm. of the sale like you had mentioned about the reaching out to the 10 people 10 random people and and that is that is such an old school tactic now like and I'm sure your listeners already know this because they have you as an amazing resource and it's just like that's <laughs> not like how it flies in 2022 uh, so I think when you have a strong sales sales foundation and I'll talk a little bit more about buying triggers and how you can incorporate that into your sales foundation. You will find that you will then start to feel way more at ease talking about the solution, right? Because you're, it's all about building your content around what solution you are offering, but then 
also not being afraid to look at other avenues like strategic partnerships. And I know you're a huge fan of this as well. Looking, uh, looking at how am I teaching someone or teaching something to someone today? How am I um, tapping into buying triggers, which we can go over in a little bit. Once you have this, this foundation or this framework to go back to over and over again, then you can start leveraging that content in every way, shape or form. So then it's more like people will start to notice. And also another huge thing on Instagram, I will, I will notice this a lot, is that if you're, if you're noticing in your followers, they are not really engaging with your content and not really taking a look at your store, like, and just the engagement is just off. That should be an alarm bell for you to be like, what is going on with my content? It's either not high quality, you're not, you're being, you're, you're withholding too much of the goods. <laughs> like mm-hmm. You're withholding too much of it. And you have to be more open and willing to share a buyer's story that someone else can see themselves in, right? Because we're all, we're all tied into this like emotional storytelling. So I see this a lot and I I did this early, early on in my business and I, and engagement wasn't really where it needed to be. And then I took a really, really hard look on like, what am I actually publishing out there? Is it serving the person who would need my set of Silicon Valley sales coach eyeballs on their business, right? Am I actually giving them something tangible to take away, something tangible for them to implement in their business today? So I am a huge fan of quality free content. But then again, you have to be in it for the long game when you start, um, when you are in that frame of mind of having that sales foundation because then you don't need to resort to some of the icky things, right? right? I think where people get into the slippery slope is where they don't have the sales foundation. They don't have that built into, um, and I know you talk about content pillars a lot. They don't have that built into there. So then they're like, all right, well, I'm going to be making like desperate moves now. And then that's where it's like the uh, almost the spray and pray <laughs> mentality happens. And then it's just like, you're, you're not coming from a place where someone is going to be interested enough to continue to take your, uh, to continue to look at your content, right? Because it's, it's also about, um, it's also about attention as well, right? I think when, when you're, when you're building this arsenal of content with a strong sales foundation, it has got to be, and I know you mentioned about pop culture, it has still got to be entertaining, right? It's got yes. to be edu, uh, I would say educational, but with entertainment. I don't know what that word combo would be. But it would be mm, we may have to make it up today. <laughs> edutainment? Oh, think, yes, edutainment. edutainment. It has yeah. to be edutainment because yes. when you get in these like little bits and pieces because then really you're showing someone what it would be like to work with you because that vibe and that energy does come across in video, in audio, in your content, just in the overall way that you are embodying your brand. So where people most get into trouble is not having a strong sales foundation, utilizing the three things that I'm a big fan of, 
teaching strategic partnerships and buying triggers. We can talk about buying triggers, but that was a super long answer to your question. And it was a great answer. And I kind of, you kept mentioning value and I'm starting to wonder if a lot of people, they know, oh, I have to provide uh, valuable content on Instagram. It just rolls off the tongue now. All coaches and, you know, mentors, gurus, experts, they're all saying it. But when you really think about that, what does that really mean? Like, what does it really mean? Now, I'll be curious on what it means for you, but for me, I'm starting to think valuable content is not only showing what my audience, what is possible, but it's also meeting them where they're at. And I think if you do those two things consistently in your content, and then not only are they walking away with something tangible that they can do, take action, implement, but they also see where they could go, but then they also feel understood by me because I'm meeting them where they're at. And I think that's the power of valuable content. Oh, that was so well articulated. I love that. And I think the more that you, uh, the more that you are able to not only relate to your audience using similar language as your audience, relating to them just on a, on a, on a personal level, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that also helps you provide a layer of authenticity, which is a word that is way overused, but a, a, a way for you to get your foot in the door and become the trusted resource, right? Because if you think about it as a, a coach or a service provider, I know you have a ton of mompreneur service providers listening to this. You're a service provider. You People are paying you good money for you to be able to come in and say, this is I am an expert in this. And this is almost like, think of it like a, a corporation, right? A lot of solopreneurs, just the, the, the organizational structure of a corporation kind of boggles the mind because it's just you and you're doing everything. But if you think about it too, you're going to a coach, like I'm going to Allison to help me for Instagram and, and my social media. Like I'm going to a specialist or I'm going to Elena to get my sales foundation down. And so I don't have to worry about being icky and salesy and actually get some leads, right? So you're going to all these different specialists. So the more that you can hone in on what that specialty, I think then then your valuable content is like off the charts. And I agree with you a million percent about meeting them where they are and the aspirational where and where they are needing or wanting to go because that's also part of buying triggers right because one of the buying triggers is what is their selfish desire what is the underlying urge what is the underlying emotion that's tied to why are they starting the buying journey with you so I think you're you're spot on with that aspiration. Like this is a possible road for you to take. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is a possible trajectory for you. When you're adding, when you're adding in that type of language, then I think I think it checks all the boxes for valuable content, really. Yeah. And I think it just adds that human element to it too. And that's what people want these days because what social yeah. media was years ago, this influential celebrity type 
stuff that you would just stare at all day long. Nobody wants to see that anymore. They really don't. They don't want to do business with a brand or I don't know, someone who's like so perfect, like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, no. And I think also too, um, I think it's, it's also really cool. And the more that you're in this game, the more that you'll recognize this nuance, it's really cool to see people's evolution and how they, and how maybe their content started out like back at, I'll take myself as an example, my content that I started back in like 2018, 2019, just for the podcast. And now I look at what I'm doing today and where I am today with my business and how it's growing like crazy. I'm like, man, I had to go through that evolution. I had to, because as you'll find, as you'll, you'll find as a solopreneur, it's like, sometimes if you don't take the hand of a mentor or a specialist or take Allison's hand, <laughs> take her episodes and like work with her personally, like if you're not doing that, you're so close-minded and you, you don't, you don't see the larger picture and you don't grow as fast. So there's well, that it goes, too. It goes back to that analogy. You can't read the label on your own jar because you're stuck in the jar. Yes. Ooh, and, I, and we all suffer. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, someone said that to me because they were helping me out. And I was like, that is pure gold. Everyone goes through that. You're so close to your business yes. that you can't step out of the jar and read the label. So you need someone else to read the label for you. And that's yes. why when you work with someone and you're like, why was it so easy for you to see that? It's because we can read the label and you can't. Yes, a million percent. That is such a great analogy. I love that so much. Uh, you better trademark that real quick. Uh, <laughs> that'd be my next valuable post. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> nice. Well, I want to segue to you keep teasing us with sales foundations and yes. fire triggers. And I yes. think this is what we're really going to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Talk about sales and how we can do it in a way where it's yeah. not so creepy and slimy and no you're not dming 10 people a day elena's not right tell you to do that no i'm not going to tell you to do that i will never ever tell you to do that and i think what it comes down to is storytelling and the reason why storytelling works so well and why storytelling absolutely needs to be part of your sales foundation is because in buyer psychology or just psychology in general, we are wired to be more susceptible to storytelling. And the messages in those, in those stories are then lighting up the emotional part of our brain. And I don't care what anybody says, every single person that you make, it is an, an emotional purchase and then you justify it logically, okay? Yep. So with that premise in mind, with keeping the, the buyer's story, the buyer's journey in mind, it's like, all right, great, Elena, how do I, how do I like come up with my sales foundation? So the buying trigger is based on a, a four-pronged technique and we can go through it really quickly, but the first is what is the actual buying trigger? The trigger that is telling somebody in their brain, oh, there's a problem. Uh, I have a problem. I don't know how to fix it. Okay. It could be something, maybe a life event that happens. It could be uh, situational. It could be social. It could be biological. It could be anything, right? It could be, oh, I uh, just 
you know, cross the one year mark of my business and it's time for me to stop messing around. That could be a trigger. <laughs> that could be a trigger in, uh, to start the buying journey. And it could be a subtle trigger or it could be a trigger like, oh my God, my house is on fire. <laughs> like I need to like put out the fire in my house or my furnace went out. That was, that was, a, that was a buying trigger, right? <laughs> <So> <laughs> it could be any one of those things. So once you identify what that trigger is, you tell stories about that trigger. You then are placing your ideal client or your prospect into the story of your brand. You're painting them into the fabric of your brand before you even say like, oh, I have a one-to-one -one, uh, session that we should, that you should do. And it's X amount of dollars before that even crosses their mind because it's a race to the bottom when you start marketing or selling, <laughs> really selling your offer to people that are already like knee deep in like the solutions evaluation, right? Then it's just like, okay, they're, you're not standing out and you're also not building credibility and you're not building trust. So in this first trigger, the, buy, uh, uh, the buying trigger, that right there is where you are building trust and you are already ahead leaps and bounds of your competition because you are talking about the story that they can relate to. Okay, so buying trigger, that's number one. The second part of this is the job. What is the exact job that this person needs to get done? Your ideal client, what is the exact job? And I encourage you when I'm coaching my clients, we spend a lot of time, you would be surprised. <laughs> we spend a lot of time on getting as specific as possible, cut through all the fluff of what is the job that you are doing for your client. There's actually a really famous uh, book slash study called or a theory is called jobs to be done go ahead google it like it's a thing guys so jobs to be done is a very compelling way for you to late like laser focus in on how you are then empathizing with their situation right they know exactly that you know what the job is that they need to get done right and you're also making it super, super easy for them to be like, yes, check the box. That's what I need. Instead of having you to go to the client, have them articulate it, you already articulated it for them, right? So then in their brain, there was a shortcut, neuron little shortcut thing that happened. Yes, Elena knows what I'm talking about. That's the job that I need to get done. Okay. Still with me? Okay. Yep, so, <laughs> all right, sweet. So in the third trigger, so this is the pains with other solutions. This is one of my favorite ones because this is where you can start to get real, real creative and a little sassy. I know you're a fan of sass, Allison. <laughs> so that's why I had to throw that in there. But pains with other solutions is basically you pointing out the fact that, hey, maybe by the time you get to me, uh, you've already tried different solutions and maybe some were mediocre, some didn't solve the issue at all. But at that point, you can differentiate, differentiate yourself and put yourself in a category of one because you are acknowledging, hey, you took that course. 
uh, you know, back in 2020 about how to grow your following on Instagram. Yeah. How's that working out for you? <laughs> like you can speak directly to what exactly that person has probably experienced. So again, you're earning points, you're earning trust, you're earning credibility with this person who's just like, oh, bleep, this person gets it. I didn't know if I could person, I'm not going to. So I said bleep. <laughs> oh, she really gets it. Allison really gets me. Elena really gets me because she knows that I already tried this solution and I didn't really have much success with it. Okay. And then the fourth, Another one of my favorites is selfish desires, because then this is also when we're talking about storytelling, you can start to get really into the weeds with making sure, am I addressing the underlying urge of why this person is seeking out a solution? And we can use the example of, uh, I don't know, we can really use an example of everything. I, I use one of, of my dog and the, and the brushing of the teeth and how that was a nightmare. And the underlying reason why I didn't want to have my dog's dental hygiene be really bad is because I care about him because he is just like a ray of sunshine. And that emotion, that is very much tied to the buying journey and when you start tapping into what that emotion is like, and that's in your content, that's in your sales foundation, people are be like, all right, what's the next step? Because the whole point of this is for, to, for people to be like, well, what's the next step, Allison? What's the next, what? Yes, like you have me like on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> to, like, what do I, you know? So at that point, it's not an awkward conversation to say, yes, I have a 90 minute sales strategy session that I'm doing, and this is what it is. Uh, let's go ahead and book, right? So that it's not starting at that end of the spectrum until you, you, you have to take them through this journey first, because if not, if you take shortcuts, right? And referrals will allow you to take some shortcuts, right? Because you already built in credibility with a referral. That's a little bit of a different animal. But I'm saying just people that don't know you at all are just getting introduced to you. And this is how you're expanding your reach and your audience. So those are the buying triggers. Obviously, I'm very passionate about it because it works every single time. <laughs> so yes, buying triggers. Yeah, and I love it. And as you were talking about the buying triggers, I was thinking about like content for Instagram, for example, and I don't want our listeners or viewers to think like this is a su super long, like two, three page, you know, yeah, right. script or something. So for no. example, on Instagram, this is, I went back to my analytics and there's one post that has always done so well for me. And it reminded me of this journey. It was a mini story of how I wrote a post about jeans are not a one size fits all and neither is your Instagram. I shared the story of ordering a pair of jeans from Target, which my mompreneurs go to, right? There's some relatability there. And I was following the recommendations, the measurements, thinking if I follow the measurements and order what I'm told to order, my jeans should fit me perfectly. Just as someone might follow another expert and do their ABCs to Instagram, they should have Instagram growth. Well, guess what? 
when you copy someone else's strategy, it's not going to work for you. And guess what? When I picked up those jeans, they didn't fit and I had to return them and I was frustrated and I didn't get the results that I wanted. So that was kind of like a buying trigger, I guess you would say, or a mini journey that I took my audience on. So we just kind of have to think of like all these little many things that just kind of happen in your life and just kind of, I always put it in my notes section. Like if something funny happened, how can I relate this to my ideal audience? How can I relate this to Instagram? What can I teach from this? And is that what you're doing when you take your clients through those buying triggers? Yes. Yes. And also too, I love, I love the gene story because I (laughs) think almost every, yeah, I think everybody can relate to that. Well, most women can relate to that for sure. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I, when I am going through all of these, these triggers, I am also not asking you to write it verbatim by yourself. I'm asking you to also get feedback from clients that you've worked with. I'm asking you to get their words and get their, uh, their take on what was the initial trigger that was like, oh, I have a problem and I don't know how to solve it. So a lot of it is not only adapting that uh, really good one, one or two good buyer stories, but then it's also elaborating. It's kind of almost like related to like going to therapy. You know, how they just ask you like tons of questions, Mm -hmm. like so many questions happening, kind of teasing out that information. So again, you don't have to like badger your clients with like, when was the exact moment? I mean, if they can give you the exact moment when they knew that they had a problem, I think that's phenomenal, but you know, not to badger people with like crazy details. You can, of course, elaborate, um, you know, take a little bit of artistic license but I think that the the gist of it is it's it's you're not writing a novel you're almost writing like the comic strip the comic strip version of your business you know comic strip it's like you have the visual the little blur right very bite-sized but it's still a story so take it and some sometimes when you take like just a half of a comic strip, you can still understand like what's happening happening the entire story, but you get like a little snippet, right? Little snippet here, little snippet there, and then I think Gary Vaynerchuk, who's not my most favorite person in the world, but he has he does have <laughs> his good points sometimes. I think he was the one who was like, "Yeah, you have you just keep nudging, keep nudging in that direction with these like just small micro stories. And I, and in my experience, just not only just working in corporate, but working with solopreneurs, especially in the service-based industry, people need, people need that touch point with you. They need that touch point with you because you're not the only person that offers a service that's like what you do. I'll use fitness as an example. I remember when I ran my personal training, I was not the only female personal trainer on the face of it. There was an array of people to choose from, right? (laughs) There was like, take your pit, right? So again, it goes back to how are you differentiating yourself? How are you telling those little tiny micro stories? What are you touching on that maybe somebody else that also still sells a service similar to yours 
or I will even say it like, like has a service that's just like yours. How are you putting yourself in a, in a category of one and reaching an audience that your competitors are not? There's a, yes. there's, there's a lot that there's a lot to unpack there. It's, it's, it's a lot. Right. Well, and I think too, we have to remember in those micro stories, make sure you're hitting on or hit on meet, meet your audience where they're at now and then show them what's possible. And oh, I think that's, that's where you're going to move the needle to them working with you. Now, yeah. one last question, because I want to make sure that you cover this is what is your best advice for finding target buyers? Yes, yes, yes. Finding target buyers. So the first piece of advice that I have here is for you to do a really deep examination of who exactly is your ideal client. This seems to be, there seems to be a lot of content around like finding your ideal client, niching down and yes, yes, yes. But have you, have you actually done the work to find out what the, what the, even the customer segments are? within your niche, right? So we'll use the example of, we'll say, uh, women solopreneurs that are college educated is like what you're trying to go for, okay? And then what are the segments within that? Were, did they work for corporate before? Did they work for a mid to medium-sized company? Did they have a side gig. By the way, I'm using my own <laughs> segments here. So it's like you have, so are you breaking it down into segments? And I do, da, 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 I do have a calculator that you can use that will do this for you. And it will, based on categories such as how much of a joy is it to serve this person, rate it on a scale of zero to four. What is the, the speed to transformation that you can offer? rate it on this scale. And then, so what it'll do is it'll spit out a value at the end and it'll tell you based on a value of 30, this is how it's ranking on a scale of one to 30. So 30 being your most lucrative, your most lucrative, your most money-making customer segment. Don't waste your time with the other ones that are not gonna True. be money-making then you can even get even more specific into your buying triggers and your, um, your, your buying story, buyer story. So calculator is a huge help. The other part of this too, is when you're, um, when you're looking at who is, who is consuming your content, who, who are the clients that you currently have who are the people that are coming back to you again and again and again? Like if you're, if you're doing a good job, like Allison, I know you do this because you do an amazing, phenomenal job. You have, pe you have the same people <laughs> coming back to like again and again and again. What does that, what, tell me more about that person. Like, let's really get into triggers for that person. That's where you can go back to your buyer story. That's why it's so powerful because you can use it over and over and over again. So Client ranking calculator, huge help. I will absolutely share it with. I know we're gonna uh, we're gonna do the the freebie that I have, and absolutely happy to share it with anybody who wants it. And the other part of it is you're looking at your current current client base and what are their characteristics? What are they? 
why do they keep coming back to you? And ask them. That is such a powerful thing to ask them why. That is such a powerful tool that you can use over and over again. And I think that's a great point. Don't, don't be afraid to ask your audience questions. And I try to remember to do that in my Facebook group, my Instagram stories, take the polls, ask the questions, do the this or that. What are you frustrated with? What do you want to hear next? What, what do you want from me? Like, what more do you want? It's yeah. just keep, you have to keep asking those questions. You can't ask at one time and then think that's how it's going to be for the next two years. Cause we just talked at the beginning of our show of the evolution of everything that's happening. And so you're going to evolve as well, that how you serve your audience is going to evolve. The content you provide is going to change. So holy smokes, this was a packed episode. And I know that our viewers and our listeners are definitely going to want to check everything out that you do. And then I want to make sure that you give a little tease on your training video about the buyer triggers and psychology. Cause yes. I took, I watched the training and you guys, I was taking notes. I was screenshotting. It is phenomenal. So tell us more about that. Yes. Oh, thank you, Allison. No, so it was is a labor of love. I can, I'm very passionate about buying triggers just because they've they've helped me so much in just in my career overall. And um, yes, the training. So what you can, uh, I'll share the link in the show notes. But the training is all about how you are implementing buying triggers into your sales foundation. What are the questions that you need to be asking and how you can start to implement, implement that into your business? So we'll have the link for you in the show notes. You can go check it out there. But yeah, I'm so excited that you found it useful, Allison. That's so good. Yes, it was amazing. And this conversation was awesome. So I'll make sure that everything is in the show notes. And thanks again for being back. Thanks, Allison. I always love chatting with you. It's the best. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for listening today and supporting this show. The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.